three of the Bill Michaels Show getting underway. What was the guy's name that brought that? Kevin from Hoots? Gotta say hi to Kevin from Hoots. Holy God. Kevin dropped off a couple of pizzas from Hoots Bar and um, came by and said hello. And they've invited me over. Yeah, I gotta stop over there. Maybe I'll go over there after I get off the air. And Ben, how many pounds of that jerky did he bring? Do you know? He brought 40 pounds of jerky for us, Ben. Oh, God. I'm on the wrong side of the state. 40 pounds. It's not like, you know, it's a small bag of Jack Links. It's like a garbage bag full. And there's four of them. Holy crap. If I ate all that meat, my colon would revolt and leave me. And I would be hollow on the inside, and I would echo whenever I ate solid food. It, oh, my goodness. Thank you so much to everybody that uh, takes care of us up here with the guys from Hoots. Uh, and I, I am going to make it a point when I get off the air today and get out of here, after I pack up, before I come back for the dinner tonight, I might have to stop off over at Hoots and, and, and have a beer. I'm going to do that. Bill, is oh that that goodness. delicacy jerky? Because that stuff is good. Um, it, it is. Um, and, and he left me some Hoots on the water in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, uh, little chips that are for drinks, for a beverage. So I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, yeah, this is this is uh, Ben. I'll take a picture of it for you. I'll send it to you. I'll tweet it out because we'll, we'll put all this together. Uh, his name's Kevin from Hoots on the Lock, and uh, four bags of Jack Link's beef jerky. It's uh, four ten pound bags and a couple of small pizzas he dropped off. Oh my goodness! Can you send put all this? We're gonna put it all in chairs. Because it's like human beings, 10 pounds of jerky. I mean, like, you take one of those little Jack Lynx bags, it's like a half a pound. Then you got to put 10 pounds of that together. Oh, my goodness. Can you send an Uber along with that picture? <laughs> Not only an Uber, but I'm going to have to put put the beef jerky in the passenger seat with a seatbelt around it. <laughs> Otherwise, I get into trouble. Oh, my God. So thanks to the gang at Hoots for sending over the uh, 10 pounds of jerky. And for sending over the uh, the pizzas and the drink coat tokens. Oh, my goodness. Awesome Are stuff. we talking awesome. sizes? Are we talking like small felony, small misdemeanor, or like big oh, scale wow. drug trafficking size beef jerky? We're talking like if this was cocaine, I would be... 50 in, years? In federal pri- well, the sheriff is actually sitting right here next to me. <laughs> <laughs> the sheriff is sitting right here. <laughs> He's like, all of a sudden I hear somebody yell, be careful, be careful. <laughs> like, no, if this was like bags of cocaine, I would be uh, Pablo Escobar type of type of stuff. That's that's how big this stuff is. Holy mackerel. <laughs> he yells, be careful. God, I forgot I got the sheriff sitting next to me. You got to wear a badge or something when you're walking around, man. You can't just be. He's, he's here as a, one of the volunteers for this. He's walking around in the uh, the the, uh, the polo shirts and the you know celebrity golf classic hats, and you got to have a badge under there or something like that. You know, scared the hell out of me. Well, can he traffic it down to Madison? Uh, well, maybe we can get a police escort to get it to you. That might be something worthy of it. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say traffic it. <laughs> you know, I don't want to say can we traffic it. Down to Madison. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna end up in jail before it's all said and done. But yeah, it's 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 big stuff. So we're gonna I'll, I'll get a picture of it during the next commercial break, and uh, and I'll send it down to you because it's it's crazy. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, going back to what uh, Wayne Larrabee had stated 
about Christian Watson. And I thought it was a poignant moment. If you listened to us a little bit earlier, we had Wayne on the program. I thought it was a poignant moment because Wayne had made the comparison um, a, a little bit. I had asked him the question about Christian Watson and the fact that Christian Watson has had, uh, comes with the reputation of dropping the football. Okay? And I, okay, that's fine. So, but in, in, in that statement, he said, well, hey, look, you know, there was a kid that just came into the league, teamed up with Joe Burrow, and I, look, going back to what Wayne said where Jamar Chase, they didn't want to throw him the football. I mean, he looked awful in training camp. And I remember uh, uh, the guy that we've had on this program before, Mo Egger. Mo Egger said, look, and I was reading Mo's blog at the time. They said, hey, look, Jamar Chase can't catch a football. He's got all the wheels in the world. He can outrun people. He can run an incredible route. He's on the same page with Joe Burrow. He knows where the ball's going, but the kid can't catch. He can't catch. And then something clicked. Something happened, and he began to catch the football. Christian Watson comes with that reputation. And if Christian Watson eventually grows into his body, into his frame, and has his ability, can do, do guys that drop the football scare teams away, or do teams look at guys who drop the football and say, you know what, as long as they got the ability, we can fix the drops as long as they have the ability. Here's that discussion with Wayne Larrabee. Yeah, you know, and again, uh, I'll go to this example. Uh, your hometown team, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamar Chase, much higher draft choice um, than was Watson. And at the end of training camp last summer, the Bengals didn't know they could throw the football to the kid. Uh, he had the drops so bad in training camp. And he went on to have maybe the best rookie year of any receiver in, in the history of the game. So, uh, no, there is no question. He's got big hands. Uh, there's, there's no doubt he's a conscientious kid. And, you know, he's had a couple of drops, but they all drop the ball a little bit in practice. And, and we've seen a little bit of that in, in these OTA practices at minicamp. But the last two weeks, Bill, I, I did not see him drop a pass in the last couple of weeks of, of these OTAs and minicamps. So uh, he's got all the uh, gifts you look for in a great receiver, and I think he's going to be a very good one. Now, the thing about him we have to be patient with, physically he has not grown into his frame yet. Um, so, again, this rookie year, can he be handled at the line of scrimmage by the more physical defensive backs he's going to see on this level of football? That's something to keep an eye on. But I'll tell you what, he has all the ability in the world, and he's going to get his chances. There's no doubt about that. There you go. Wayne Larrabee talking about Christian Watson and what he could develop into. Um, they believe, as far as the drops go, yeah, you can fix that. They believe he's got the talent, and he's got because I'm getting questions about this. So this is the reason I brought it up. They, he's got the talent. Yes, Adam, Ben, Jerry, all asking. John, all asking about Christian Watson. Uh, when you say grow into his frame, basically it is he's got a big plate. He's got a big skeletal ability. And when you grow into your frame, it's when you hit the strength and conditioning room. And they begin to put some bulk on you, and they work with you on your your torso. They work with you on your core. They work with you on your twists and on your speed and on your agility. And they, all the things that you worked on in college, but now it's like on steroids. It's ramped up. 
and and you have to grow into that frame. You start to get the the muscle. You get the arms, you get the forearms, you get the legs. Things begin to get get bigger and thicker, and you then you have to keep that speed and agility on top of that. That's what he's talking about in the ability for Christian Watson to, quote, grow into his frame. So going back to John and Jerry and, and company, um, when you ask about that, does he have the ability to, be, to catch it? Catching the football obviously is your primary concern, but if you have the drops – that usually becomes a concentration issue more so than a hand-eye coordination issue. Okay, if you follow me so far, what you have to be able to do is manage the mental while produce the physical. And I don't know what kind of a, a wide receiver Christian Watson is going to be, but there were a lot of people that believed he could be a first-round draft choice. He had all the raw skills. He had all the raw ability. He was the guy that many looked at and said, you know what, out of a lot of these receivers, he's got a really, really, really big upside. And the Packers liked him and obviously grabbed him in the second round. And um, he, who knows, he may turn out to be the steal of the draft before it's all said. I mean, you know, knock on wood, hopefully it does. I'm not saying it will, but... Hopefully it does, and and he could uh, he could end up being a real asset for the Green Bay Packers. Now, but the last the other two side, weeks, Bill, I, I did not see him drop a pass. There you go. The other that's Wayne Larry. the The other side of this, as Tyler asks, Christian Watson, that's great if he grows into his body and he's able to catch the football. But will he be trusted enough to have the ball thrown to him numerous times by Aaron Rodgers, Tyler? That is the million dollar question. That is the you know twenty million thirty million dollar question is does he then absorb enough of the offense? Is he enough to be right place right time and not to drop the football because you can be right place right time all the time. you can be right there, you can be the guy that creates, you can be the guy that has a window, you can be the guy that Aaron Rodgers can say, "I can lay the ball on a string to this guy." But if you have a couple of key drops, we all know, you and I both know, quarterback's not going back to him. It just doesn't happen that way. Not in Green Bay, it doesn't. So um, all of that, we're going we're gonna to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, now, Cheddarball says we'll give Watson a, a year or two to put it all together. You don't have that kind of time. You don't have that t- kind of time. Um, you know, the difference is obviously pedigree. You're right, playing at LSU for Jamar Chase versus North Dakota State for Christian Watson. But you don't have that kind of time. You don't have two years. You got a year. You got about six games, six games into the season to get it right. That's what you have. Um, Because, you know, let's just say that this is the final season for Aaron Rodgers, and it quite possibly could be. Well, you don't have two years. He, you don't want him to be a great, a great wideout in year three. If Rodgers is only here this year or next, this has to be put together now. You, this is the reason there is this level of urgency, at least on behalf of, I would assume, management, staff, other players in Green Bay, fans, media. We know what's coming. You can see the light. It, 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 there was no light at the end of that tunnel for a long, 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 long time. Now not only is there light, but it's barreling down the tracks. It's, it's approaching faster than you want to believe. 
I, that's why you got to get it right now. That's why you got to get it right now. Uh, Rich says uh, we're going to see if Kansas City can fix MVS because he had drops as well. He did. He didn't drop as many at the end of the season, though. He didn't drop as many at the end of the season. He wasn't a drop machine. Um, Marquez Valdez scaling as the season went on. Now, granted, he was coming off of injury, but he was not the drop machine that many were making him out to be. Um, and, and Rich, uh, I, I would agree with you. I would say that I, I like, I like Romeo dubs. I've said all along, I thought he may end up being better, the better wide receiver this year. He may have more of an impact this year for two reasons. One, Christian Watson's under a ton of pressure. He's, he's got a lot of pressure to produce and produce right now. You're a high draft choice. You were the, the first wide receiver taken by the Green Bay Packers. So, and you know what you're, as the guy that gets drafted, you know what you're there for. Not only to catch the football, but you are there to replace in some way, shape, or form Devontae Adams. One of the best, considered one of the best, not only wide receivers in football, but one of the best players in football. That's that's a heavy burden. Meanwhile, Romeo Dubs, he's just kind of there. He's hanging out. He's not, he doesn't have all the eyes on him. He's not looked at as the heir apparent. He's not looked at as the guy that is there to replace Devontae Adams in any way, shape, or form. He's looked at as a guy that if he pans out, if he has hands, if he has some catches, if he gets some yards, then that's a bonus. That's a plus. That's what he's being looked at. So he doesn't have that same level of pressure. 877-867-1670. Got some guys from Gator Garb. Gator Garb is uh, the one of the sponsors here. And I don't even know what the hell they do. So we're going to try to grab one of the guys from Gator Garb. I've got to find out what they do. Maybe we'll just have a, a BS here on the uh, on the air coming up here in just a little bit. We can grab one of those guys over here. They dropped off some hats and mugs and all that kind of stuff. And um, got to, you know, I didn't get the guys from Hoots over here, but uh, we'll see if we can't get the guys from Gator Garb over here to come over by, come by and say hello over to the table for a little bit as well. Hey, our, our buddy Joey Albanese over at Albanese's Roadhouse uh, got a lot going on there. And uh, last night, big night. They had. They didn't get washed out, by the way, when it came to the rains and the uh, storms. They had a big night at the bocce ball tournaments. So if you're looking to get involved and want to play a little bocce ball, you and your friends, that's Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mountain Road in Waukesha next to Menards across the street from Home Depot or uh, just for good Italian food. If you're on the west side of town, west side of Milwaukee, great place to go, just a, a very homestyle place to go. And they also have Dominic Sports Bar right next to it. You can go in there and shoot a little pool. You can have a couple of beverages, a little bit of food, all kinds of good stuff. Over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. Stop in and tell Joey we said hi. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Broadcasting live, by the way, here in Rice Lake. We're at the Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Outing. And it is um, 
It's, it's I love this event. It's a lot of fun. The golfers are out on the golf course. Uh, the celebrities are obviously with them. And we'll be joined here in a little bit. I think we're going to get a couple of guys that are going to swing by and say hello. Ben, did you see it? Oh, here it is. I It just popped up on my phone. Oh, my. They are, uh, <laughs> what are those bags that suck all the air out? They are uh, de- like dehydrated bags or uh, vacuum sack, vacuum bags, vacuum sealed, vacuum packed. Yeah, they're. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to bring this up again, but you know they're vacuum sealed, like you would see in watching a Pablo Escobar documentary. Yeah, but Look wow, that. that is impressive. They fill an entire chair. <laughs> That's forty pounds, and the best part about it is it says best used by twenty four thirteen of twenty twenty three. Well, that's doable. I couldn't eat all of that by 2027. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go see a colonoscopy guy uh, if I eat all of that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. But that's, that's good. four chairs worth of, uh, if you follow me over on Twitter, you can see it there, by the way, at, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny. But uh, 40 pounds of jerky, thanks to our friends over there at Hoots. Wow. Holy it- it's good Holy to know that from. some, you know, deceased cattle are front row seat listening to the show today. Right? It's like a whole family. Yeah. You know? <laughs> good God. Whole family's just stopping by. In the aftermath, that is. That's a lot of jerky. I don't, I don't care who you are right there. Oof. Man. Uh, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin. Beyond the borders as well, and if you are feeling sluggy, moodish, sluggish, moody, whatever, uh, they can help you out there uh, also uh, with some low-T treatments. If you're over the age of 30, stop in, get checked out. doesn't take you many more than, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes or something like that. And uh, you can get uh, get looked at real quick, find out what your numbers are, and see if you need some low-T treatments. And uh, if you eat 40 pounds of jerky, they will tell you when it comes to the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, ain't nothing we can do. You just got you got a case of tank ass after that. But if uh, indeed you are uh, putting on a few and you're looking at yourself right now, looking like you're smuggling Donald Duck in one of those floaties underneath your shirt into the pool area, you may want to go get your uh, go get your numbers checked there as well, and they can help you out with the all-in-one weight loss program. That is our friends from New Mail Medical, four one four four five five four four five one. Numerous locations, but uh, one phone number four one four four five five four four five one. Give them a call. In Milwaukee, Green Bay, and all throughout the country. And if you're listening to us, again, 414-455-4451. Ben, I promise you, I will give you, I I will get this to you, and I will, uh, and you can share with uh, Ebo and Rowdy and everybody. All right. Uh, I don't know about the sharing part. The, The transportation would be tremendous. There's no, there's no way you eat all this. Well, I I mean, it's best by 2023. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, there's no way. Um, this would give you literally the meat sweats. You would just be sitting there, and <laughs> you'd be you know all you'd have to use in your bathroom is a is a squeegee and a shamwow. That's it. <laughs> that that would be that that'd be it. There'd be nothing else left. You just have to lead over and go. Oh, please, 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 dear Lord, just take me, take me now. That, that's it. Um, what else do we have today? Obviously, we talked a little Brewers early on. Um, oh, this one. Where was this one? Uh, it said, um, God, this one was from earlier. This is from, uh, here it is, uh, Mark. Mark says, uh, do you think that uh, Christian Watson's new role um, 
will allow him to expand his horizons under Aaron Rodgers, or do you think that because of the pressure Aaron Rodgers puts on him, he becomes one of those first-round busts, and thus Romeo Dubs becomes the main guy? First of all, he's not a first-round, okay? So you can't put that kind of pressure on him. He is the first pick of the Green Bay Packers when it comes to the wide receiver position, but he's not a first-round guy, so he's not going to be a first-round bust. And as far as Watson goes, he's a rookie. Who cares? All you need from him right now, and I've said this before, between him, Sammy Watkins, and Romeo Dubs, what you need from those guys, you need about 130 catches. 130, 135 catches, something like that, closing in on anywhere from 1,700 to 2,000 yards between them. And let the rest of the guys with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and you know all the guys out of the backfield make up the rest. You know, you'll be good. I don't think you need to come in and say he has to have, you know, 80 catches and 1,200 yards. And I mean, if he does, that's great. But I think you're getting way off the mark here uh, if 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 you're going to put that kind of pressure on the kid. Uh, Cheddarball says if he stays healthy, he could have a, a big year. He could. He could. Um, but I, I go back to I think Dubs might end up being a better, better wideout early. Christian Watson certainly could be a better wideout down the road. But, we, and again, it's just such a weird circumstance because you need it now. You don't need it in three years. You need it now. Who knows what next year and the season after hold, but right now for this year, for the urgency that is, for the uncertainty after this year and the year beyond, you, you just you, you don't have time to wait. And that's the reason I still think that there's probably another, another wideout with hands in this team's future before it's all said and done. That's just but the last opinion. two weeks, Bill. I, I did not see him drop a pass. Nope. That's good news if you're the Green Bay Packers. It's good news if you're a Packer fan. Christian Watson came in with that reputation and towards the end of camp didn't. And you learn real quick. Don't do it. Then again, you know what? This is one of those things that maybe being around Aaron Rodgers stepped up his game. Maybe it stepped up his game, which is another reason maybe you should have Aaron Rodgers and all these mini camps and OTAs. I don't know. Now they've got you know more than a few weeks off to go think about it and then see what happens. Like I said, I'm going to pay attention to it. I'm not overly concerned about it because to me, it is all about the postseason. It is all about everything else. All about all about everything else. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to give us a shout, feel free. Uh, so Phil Mickelson teeing off in about 20 minutes. Ben, what kind of crowd do you think is going to be around, Phil? Uh, a large one, I think is fair to say. I forget who he is going off with. Oh, Shane Lowry and Louis Oosthuizen, mm-hmm. which I feel bad for Shane. You have two lived defectors and then one good guy in the right. middle there. But right. I, I mean, Boston is obviously a loud sports town. I think mm-hmm. there will be a lot of support for Phil because he's Phil. I think a lot of the fans just put a lot of the stuff to the side and want to see the golf. For the other guys, like Bryson and Kevin Na, I don't think they will be accepted uh, with open arms. By the arms. way, did you see Rory right now tied atop the leaderboard at three under par? Yeah, he's bouncing. You, you know when yeah. Rory gets it going and he, he does that little bounce jump yep. walk around yep. the course? He had that today. He looked good. Yep, yep. Yep, Rory, uh, Rory's, Rory's got it going on, coming off of that win at the uh, RBC Canadian Open. Um, Teddy says, uh, can you imagine if Phil actually wins the U.S. Open? 
Well, that was one of the things we talked about yesterday with Gary D'Amato, that it, it would be, for Phil, it would be great. Don't get me wrong. For the live golfers, it would be great. But for the tour, for the PGA Tour, and for the U.S. Open, it would be terrible. Um, you know, if Phil ended up winning this thing. So it, it's it's not to say he couldn't, because he certainly could. But it, it would be terrible for the PGA Tour to have, because then you would have to then have real pressure for the world golf rankings to include guys on the live tour. And that, that would then legitimize that tour and it could pull additional golfers uh, from the PGA tour over to the live and then thus further the schism between the two and, and just all the, the sniping back and forth. And then, then what the, what stance does the PGA have by the time it's all said and done, it would really throw a monkey wrench in a whole deal. No doubt. I will be rooting against him. Loudly, um, yeah, no, I think I think there's a lot of people rooting against him. I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, there was a story written by Kevin Van Valkenburg and Mark Schlebach uh, over on the Four Letter Network of ESPN, and they talk about you know they don't see a good solution for anyone, and it's called how professional golf arrived at its breaking point, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. Mickelson said. I understand that it brings out a lot of strong emotions for a lot of people. I respect the way they may or may not feel about it. And what is clear is that golf has entered a new era. It's possibly we'll only see all the best players compete together at majors. That's it. Like this week's U.S. Open, the country club just outside of Boston, the PGA Tour will no longer be able to say it boasts the biggest purses and all the best players on a weekly basis, something that has been true for roughly 30 years, live golf, which plans to invest billions through Saudi Arabia's public uh, investment fund over the next few years, not going to go away anytime soon. They are claiming to have many of the best golfers and the biggest purses in the world, something that the PGA can no longer state, which is going to force the PGA in some cases to up its game. But um, a really good article that was written about how all of this begun years ago to start to come about. Uh, so it's it just it's real interesting that had the PGA originally succumbed to some of the pressure that the golfers were putting on them, it's kind of like I, I, the the PGA is better than this, but it's kind of like what I see with uh, the NIL and the licensing and, and such with you know high school and college athletes now. Had the NCAA acquiesce and just figured out a way to get players some money, to allow them to live, not to have the stringent rules upon the players and upon the universities that they had. Now, all rules are put in place because rules originally were broken. We understand that. But there had to be some leniency. There had to be a way to figure it out, to be a governing body without being a a dictatorship to where you made so many people so mad that they finally said, we're going to challenge you in a court of law. Somebody's going to stand up to have the cojones to say, you cannot do this to us. And then they did, and ultimately they won, and now the Pandora's box is wide open. It's the Wild West, and we're seeing it right before our very eyes. Uh, The same thing with the PGA. Had they done more to listen to what the players' demands were, rather than sitting on their pedestals saying, no, we're the PGA, there's no other game in town, sorry, screw you, we would not be there. We would not be here today. But now we are. And the old adage is you can't put the blank back in the horse. So how is this going to play out? Only time will tell. But 
when you go up against um, an endless pot of money that basically says, you know, you're going to go two billion or you're going to go two million for a per. Okay, we'll go four. You want to go four? We'll go eight. Okay. You want to keep going? You want to play this game? We can beat you every damn day of the week. You don't have any recourse other than to say, well, you can't play with us anymore. That's the only thing the PGA has. So if Phil Mickelson should win this week, that would throw a giant monkey wrench into that, boasting some of the world's best players. Uh, and it's just something to kind of kind of think about. Um, I'll, I'll say one thing. Greg, you're 100% correct. I would love to see Phil Mickelson and Rory McIlroy go at it uh, on the course, and I'd love to see those two guys um, end up uh, – well, part of me wants to see them end up playing on Sunday. The other part of me wants to see Phil and the other golfers on a live tournament just kind of melt down and not even really be making a cut. That That's the other part of it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Coming up a little bit later on in the program, we're about a half an hour away. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. Looking forward to that. Uh, we'll be hearing from Mike and uh, broadcasting live here at the Rice Lake Celebrity Golf Outing uh, up at Turtleback. And I've said this before, I'll say it again. It is a hidden gem, uh, this golf course. is beautiful place. And uh, obviously, if you're going to make a golf trip, or maybe you just like to golf Wisconsin and unique courses, this is one of them. If you get a chance to come up here, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, just, you know, during the week or even a weekend, a nice, quiet, lazy weekend, just come up and enjoy yourself, play a couple of rounds of golf, and uh, head back to Parts Unknown. But a beautiful area up here, and it's called Turtleback Golf Course here in Rice Lake. A great place to come and, and swing the club a little bit. But uh, good stuff today. Uh, golfers are out on the course. The uh, sky is partly cloudy, some blue skies up above. A lot of wind, though, man. Oof, a lot of wind. If you've got it behind you, you're hitting 360. If you've got it in front of you, you're hitting about 120. That's that kind of win today, big time. Uh, 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us again, 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go back to the phone calls. Talk to our buddy Mike listening to us in West Dallas. Mike, how you doing today, buddy? What's up? I'm doing good. How you doing, Bill? Doing great. Doing great. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to comment on the Packers, if I could, here. So, sure. um, you know, I, I'm a little concerned with Rogers' comments last week. You know, it, it, judging from his comments, it sounds like his preferred, you know, three receivers are Cobb, Watkins, and Lazard, and then, you know, everybody else is kind of fighting for scraps beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. That concerns me because I think Watson is clearly the most talented receiver that they have. You know, they didn't invest two second-round picks in him for him to just sit on the bench. And if Cobb, Watkins, and Lazard are your starting three, who's taking the top off the defense? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, right. I, I think that Watson, if he performs, he needs to be in there. Uh, which I agree. I, I think that you got to have him in. you got to have him or Romeo Dubs or one of those other guys just just to get some catches and just to make defenses honest. 
I mean, that's the big thing. It's you can throw, you can have one of your favorites, no, no, no matter who it may be, but you still have to have somebody that gives you another threat. You know what I mean? You got to have somebody that gives you an open look to say, okay, they could go in this direction to keep a defense honest. You can't just say, okay, I'm just not going to throw to these guys. I'm not going to look in that direction because you know whatever reason happens to be. You got to have a guy that can at least give you a little bit of a downfield threat. Otherwise, you can just pack the box and keep guys right in front of you. And yeah, they're going to dink and dunk their way down the field, but they're going to chew up a lot of clock. And when you get to the two point or the uh, two minute drill you're never going to get anybody over the top if you don't have the ability to be able to do that. So I agree. I, they, they're they going to have to get these guys in the field and going to have to throw to them and let them earn their stripes. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I, I just, I'm, I'm concerned if, you know, Dubs and Watson are going to get a fair shake because we know that, you know, Rodgers, he doesn't really like to throw to, to rookies. He doesn't trust them. You know, if they run the wrong route or, or they drop the ball, he tends, you know, to kind of shy away from that. So, I think it's really on, on LaFleur to have an honest conversation with Rodgers and saying, you know, we didn't pick Watson at number 34 in the second round, trade up for him, you know, for him to sit on the bench. He's going to make some mistakes, but at the end of the day, you know, he's going to give you the best chance to win. And we saw in the playoff game uh, against the 49ers how big of an impact. You know, MBS's stats aren't great, but he made a big impact of him just being on the field and taking stress you know, they're taking some pressure off the other guys because they have to respect his speed. And I think that made a difference in that playoff game by him just not being out there of of taking away coverage from Adams. So, and he um, made some catches. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just hope that these two guys get a fair shake if they perform in training camp. Do you think they will get a fair shake? Even Rogers was standing. Yeah, no. Now, Rodgers has never been one to throw to a lot of rookies, but then again, he's always hit other guys that have been in the stable. So now it's kind of wide open. Even though you do have Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, it's still it's still wide open. So I think you have to give these guys out. He'll give them plenty of opportunities. There's no way Matt LaFleur is going to let him just ignore wide open receivers just because they're not they're not, you know, veteran enough. I, I think, this, especially at the detriment of the offense, I think this year you're going to see him go to these guys and slowly they got to earn their trust but uh, you know again going back to MVS he started to drop the ball early in the season he had a couple of big drops after that he looked pretty good and then as the season went on barring injury he started to gain more and more of the trust uh, of Aaron Rodgers remember Rodgers talked about his character and about how he grew and about all his knowledge I think these guys are going to have to be on an accelerated course to gain that kind of respect from Aaron Rodgers right out of the shoot. But there is no tomorrow. Uh, you, you can't look at it as, well, in two years these guys will grow. There, there is no tomorrow. you got to get it done now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just – I'm really excited to see those battles in camp, you know, I, and I'm excited to see the, uh, the battle for the third uh, edge rusher spot because I think that's wide open at this point. So – yeah, it's just going to be a really exciting camp uh, to see how the, how it all shakes out. Yep, I, I completely agree, man. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Want to hit us up? Feel free. Again, 877-867-1670, and uh, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you.
Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Don't forget, coming up in about an hour, or uh, and then in the next hour, we're going to hear from Mike Clemens. He's going to be joining us. We'll talk with Mike about a lot of these different discussions regarding the Green Bay Packers. That's coming up here shortly. Again, broadcasting live at Turtleback. We are in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And uh, just what you got going on. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? By all means, go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, hey, Ben, real quick. So watching the leaderboard of the U.S. Open, and we were sitting there talking about uh, the possibility of Phil. Uh, I know Phil's about to tee off, but give me your thoughts uh, if, if, let's say, Phil, Dustin Johnson, some of these other guys that have won – if they have, if they're atop the leaderboard, if you get a lot of the live golfers atop the leaderboard, after today or going into Sunday, just going into Sunday. Ooh, I mean, well, the reaction I think by America is, I I have to watch this. This is amazing theater and kind of a ridiculous scenario that golf has found itself in. In terms of hardo golf fans like myself, I am definitely not going to be thrilled that they are in the spotlight after what's gone on. But I think overall for, I guess, the viewership, if you want to just look at ratings, I think I think it'll be the biggest sports story in America uh, that day. And that might be Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's, uh, boy, it's, I don't think that, I, by the way, I don't think, I don't think that's going to go to Game 7. Hey, hang on a second. How you doing, man? Good afternoon. Good to man. see you. How good, you been? Good to be up here in Rice Lake. I yeah? love it. How you love guys it. playing? Ah, so-so, you know. Yeah? Jeez, I got good players with me, though. I mean, just like when <laughs> I was You're not the with, ringer? Just like when I was with the Packers. That's I, right. I good players around. That's me. right. <laughs> so, now you, so, hey, let me ask you this. Um, for what you've seen out of this team over the last few years, give me your thoughts, because it's just a drastically different time and era. Yeah. But the way the team has performed, the fact that they've been numerous NFC Championship games, they've had 13-plus wins since LaFleur took right. over, and where they're at with all the drama. Well, I think the difference started about three or four years ago. I noticed we were up here for the alumni game, and they were playing the Vikings, and they just were having a difficult time defensively uh, with the Vikings. Uh, They won the game, being the Packers, but it took a a monumental comeback by Aaron, but they couldn't stop, uh, particularly on the weak side running game. They were having trouble with that, and basically the problems I saw then were defense, but they have since, I think, picked that up and drafted well, and, and now I think they've got a quality defense or at least a chance to have one. So can you win with an average offense and a really good defense? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, Bart said something to me one time that, you know, everybody lauded him because of his MVP Super Bowl status. He said, but they forgot about that game in October in Chicago. We were playing the Bears, mm-hmm. and I threw two interceptions, and Willie Wood picked off a pass and ran it in for a touchdown to win 10-7. to So 
I think it's the kind of the history of the Packers and kind of like Alabama where I came from playing. Right. When you've got a great defense, you've got a chance to win it all. Right. You can have a great offense, but if you don't have the accompanying defense, you're not going to win it all. So just for the fact that everybody seems to be writing it off since Devontae Adams is gone, that, well, the Packers aren't going to have the same amount of offense, they're not going to have the same weaponry, Aaron, even though Aaron Rodgers is still at the helm and he got all the credit, suddenly it's as if the offense just is going to fall off the face of the earth because they don't have Devontae, and I don't necessarily believe that. No, I don't, You know, basically you got a guy that can get the ball to the receiver, and with Aaron Rodgers, he literally could ha- have a passing game uh, – being silly here, where a guy just catches it and falls down, and the right. passing game would be really superior, notwithstanding a guy making yardage after the catch. So uh, they're going to have the uh, quality passing game, if not one of the top ones in the league with Aaron Rodgers. Can you get it done piecemeal? Uh, rather than having one guy, you get it done with Randall, you get it done with Aaron Jones, you get it done with uh, A.J. Dillon, you get it done with your tight end. Can you do it that way and have enormous success? I mean, because I, we look at Brady. Brady did it. He didn't have big-time receivers for a lot of his career. You know, people used to ask me, who's your favorite receiver? And I would make a little answer like this. My favorite favorite receiver is the one that's open. <laughs> Or the one that catches the ball. It isn't by name. It's the one that's open. Right. So Aaron Rodgers has a really good propensity for finding the guy that's open. Right. And nobody's going to be up there that can't catch the football and, of course, run with it afterwards. Playing that position, when you look at the way Rodgers plays that position, and, you know, we we talk about the greatest of all time. It starts with Barton. It kind of matriculates down. And then you look at uh, what other guys, you know, Montana, Elway, all these different players have done throughout the years. And then you get to Rodgers with this cerebral aspect of it. Uh, talk about that level of play and what he sees and what how quarterbacking maybe has changed or maybe it hasn't changed. It's still the same game. It's just finding different guys open and seeing different styles of defense. Well, it, it, in the passing game, in the NFL game, it's always about the decision that has to be made in 2.5 seconds to get rid of the football. Right. I don't, you know, stretching back into the eras of the 50s and all when pass rushes started to pick up, it's always been that way. Now, what Aaron Rodgers does, like Tom Brady, is he excels at making that decision and having that read done and getting rid of the ball in 2.5 if you ever want to go to the game and entertain yourself. Quit watching uh, the game and say, but take out your stopwatch and say you'll see him getting rid of that ball in about 2.5 on every passing play. Right. So go back, uh, because I wanted to get to last night a little bit and to how you guys are hitting them today, but uh, last night, great stories, a lot of fun. You get to hear so much about – do the stories change? Are they all the same, or are the stories, the stories, the ones you forgot about, and now somebody else reminds you of and, and tells you, "Oh, remember this?" Because I'm sitting there listening to Lynn Dickey last night talk about everything from Forrest Gregg to signing bonuses and all that kind of stuff, and and it was all these things that I had not heard before, but I, and I thought I'd heard it all. <laughs> you always tell somebody said, "Where are you going this weekend?" Well, I'm going out to Rice Lake and play, you know, Packers and Vikings. And well, what well, that'll be fun. What'll y'all do? And I said, "We'll tell the same old stories that we've always told, <laughs> and we all have to act like we've never heard them before." Right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, we, we always we're listening to the. St- I'd never heard the story uh, about when Forrest Gregg first took over, 
and had you know kind of gotten on everybody and how guys were looking at each other saying you know this guy's picking on larry mccarran larry's larry's like one of the toughest sops we've ever met in our life what are you doing you know i never heard that before so every time i come up here you know I that's, interesting. That, that's a common trait among coaches when you take over yeah. you got to turn a team around a friend of mine was on coach bryant's first team in alabama when he came back in 58 and he was a big old ex-marine and right. had been right at the end of the korean war and then came back and of course, went to Alabama to play football, and the first guy on the first day of spring training, the first guy Coach Bryant kicked his ass was him. Right. And he asked Coach Bryant years later, he said, Coach, why did you kick me of all people? And he said, well, you were the biggest, toughest guy on the on the team. Yeah. And I figured the rest of them, if I kicked your ass, the rest of them would pay fall attention. Fall in the line. That's it. It's always like knocking down the bully. If you knock down the bully, everybody else is going to fall in line. It's great seeing you. How are you guys right. hitting them? You played well? Hour two under after four. So That's I'll, not bad. I'll take that. That's not bad. All right. Okay, go out and enjoy right. the rest of the day. I love Milwaukee. I was in the Air National Guard, the Wisconsin Air National Guard in Milwaukee, right? and I Guarded Milwaukee for four years, and not one Russian came near. <laughs> Kept those submarines in such a way out of Lake Michigan. Excellent Roll stuff. Roll tide and go back. <laughs> there you go. Talk to you soon. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Mike Clemens coming up in the next hour. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll talk with him a little bit more about this Green Bay Packers football team. And about now, you get a chance to just kind of sit back, relax, breathe, soak it all in, and get ready for actual training camp. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Pella Windows, Pella Doors, Pella Entryways, Patio Doors, you name it, they've got it. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. And uh, don't forget, as well, uh, you can call them 855-PELLA-WI, but financing for everybody. Six different lines of doors and windows, two different vinyl, one from the Impervia collection, which is uh, stronger than vinyl. And then you've got three different styles of wood, from traditional to contemporary. They've got it all, everything in between. They beautify your home, make it more economical, and add value to your home as well. And you don't go wrong with our friends from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call them 855-PELLA-WI or go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.